Welcome in to a new Monday Monday. Thomas Miller on the Fun Astrology Podcast. I'm so glad that you have stopped by. Thanks for joining us. We have a super busy week, especially the first three days of this week. So let's jump right in because the one that's going to happen tomorrow morning is the big one. So let's just go straight there. Things have been fairly quiet on the front of major aspects and sign changes that are really shifting things. But tomorrow morning, 1.48 a.m. Eastern Time, Jupiter conjuncts Pluto. Boy, there are so many, wow, there are so many reasons why this is significant. Let's break them apart. So first of all, it's going to happen at 24 degrees Capricorn, and both planets are in retrograde. This is the second of three Jupiter-Pluto conjunctions in 2020. The reason that there are three is simply, normally, Jupiter and Pluto will conjunct, but retrograde is not involved. This time, retrograde and Capricorn is involved, and that's why they joined for the first time on April 4th. You remember what was going on in the world during that time. The next time they will conjoin again, both in direct motion again, will be November 12, 2020. So it's not that you can't have a three-pack with this, but if we go all the way back to 1981, which I'm going to walk you back, there has only been one conjunction each time going back. All right, let's set the stage because I've told you guys that I'm studying I'm spending a, just a huge amount of time right now studying financial astrology. One of the reasons is I think there are going to be some very volatile and deep downside moves in the markets in the future, not right away. I'm talking now over the next couple of years. And my own astrology abilities has gotten to the point where I want to extend this into money. So it's been very interesting to study this with a whole different set of eyes. But in financial astrology, this conjunction is a really big deal. And if a company was doing well, let's say, take an Amazon, for example, stock price that just keeps going up and up and up. If Jupiter and Pluto conjoined in that kind of a chart, you would expect another launch forward, like it would have a positive impact. That's probably not the best example because, I mean, Amazon just isn't going down anytime soon. But it usually, Jupiter-Pluto can have a positive effect. It can also have a negative effect. Or it can be benign, as I'm going to show you here in one of the recent transits. So let's do a little bit of history on this real quick. If we go back to the time prior, we're looking at December 11th, 2007, Ah, put your thinking cap on and go back to what happened in 2007. We had the second largest economic drop since the Great Depression. Of course, fueled and sparked by the mortgage crisis, which basically led to a banking crisis, which, if you think about this, the bailout of the whole banking system in 2008 and 2009 was $800 billion dollars. Do you realize that we have spent $5 trillion on COVID? Let's keep walking back. So the previous Jupiter-Pluto conjunction brought us the last great, <laughs> the, the previous great big one. All right, the, let's keep walking back. Now, that was a one and done. There weren't three, just one. 
Prior to that, December 2nd, 1994, those were Bill Clinton years who did a very respectable job with the economy. I don't think anybody can argue that, politics aside, let's please don't go there, that Bill Clinton did a good job with the U.S. economy in the mid-90s, and there was no recession. In fact, this is what Jupiter-Pluto can do, because if you look at a stock chart going back to the late 1994 period, the market was at around 6500 And then, just over a year later, it was about a year and a quarter later, the market had gone to about 11000 I mean, it was a straight-up shot. 1995 was a rocket, and it was fueled by the liftoff of Jupiter-Pluto. But like I said, this conjunction can play for both sides because if we go back to the previous Jupiter-Pluto conjunction, we end up back in 1981, November 2nd to be exact. These were the early part of the Reagan years and coming out of the real challenged years of the late 1970s, we had a 16-month recession in 1981 and 1982. Most recessions last somewhere around, let's say, 10 months. This one lasted almost double that. And listen to these statistics. So the decline in gross domestic product, that's one of the measures of a recession, one of the definitions, was 2.9%. Let's say a rounded off 3%. You realize already with covid that GDP is down 4.8% was the projection for the first quarter of this year. The peak unemployment rate during the 1981-82 recession was 10.8%. The May numbers of 2020, 13.3%. Now, the stock market, because of the news associated with COVID, did not wait on Jupiter-Pluto to crash. It had already crashed by April 4th of this year. But you could look at this from a couple of different ways. Because we are, in market terminology, we are way oversold in so many areas in the country right now. And nothing ever continues on a straight line. So I don't know that we might not have some kind of recovery going into the second half of this year. That is definitely possible. Now, it's not if these outbreaks continue and the economy gets tapped down again. So again, I think this could go either way. Now, the one tomorrow is retrograde. Jupiter and Pluto are both retrograde. We have to go all the way back to February 1956 before we stumble across the previous Jupiter-Pluto retrograde conjunction. What happened in 1956 in the market? It went down, all of 56 and most of 57. And then it took off in uh, just before 1958. So we had almost two down years. Now, it went up and down, of course. Nothing's on a straight line. But the general trend was down. So because we're kind of going into this conjunction with a good tailwind of negativity with these uh, spikes that have been going on. It might send us down. It very likely could. Or maybe we get some kind of a little summer or early fall rally from this. Next one again is November this year. Where would this be applicable to you? First of all, look at any point in your chart where you have a planet at 24 degrees. 
that is an area where you might see some extra energy in that area. So you could look at what sign is that planet in, and those are areas of your life where that could show up or the areas governed by that sign. You do the same thing for the house. If you have planets at 24 degrees, you could look at what house they are in, and that aspect of your life could be triggered by this. Because we're talking about Capricorn, that's a cardinal sign, so either Aries, Cancer, Libra. So if you have planets in those three signs, that could bring some of this connected energy. And because Capricorn is an Earth sign, then you'd have to look at Taurus and Virgo as well. One of the reasons I'm not super huge on going through that list every time is, what have we left out? (laughs) We left out air and water. But you see my point. is like you get drilling down. What I would look at is 24 degrees. 24 degrees is going to be a big theme this year. We've already had 24 degrees with the Pluto-Eris-Mars alignment that we had a couple of weeks back. So this 24-degree thing is, is a big deal for 2020 right now. All right, I'm sorry we took longer than normal on that, but this is a really big one, and it really is a theme setter for the rest of the summer and for what's going to be happening on in through the rest of this year. Where's the moon? Let's talk about the moon real quick. It's moving into Scorpio this evening at 6.47 p.m., so call all of your friends and tell them that you will be offline for the next two days. And also, the moon will be void of course from 9.02 a.m. this morning until it makes that ingress into Scorpio. So if you had nothing planned for today, good job. (laughs) Take that void of course seriously today. If you can, throttle back and just take care of non-essentials for today if that's within your realm. All right, have a good one, and we will be following this and several other aspects and ingresses happening this week. So we've got some action finally back in the chart. Things will start moving. All right, take care. Have a good one. Thanks for listening. See you tomorrow. Bye-bye.